Now then, welcome to episode 10 and the start of the difficult second season of Podular Stand, a football podcast for the likes of Doncaster. My name's Glenn Wilson, editor of the now actual award-winning fanzine Popular Stand. And once again, I'm joined in a glass box high, well, three stories above a Big Ben bongless London by editor of the London Economic, Jack Pete. Hello. And also with us is the man determined not to be forever labelled as James McMahon, editor of Crown Magazine. It's editor of Crown Magazine, James McMahon. Only editor for another six days, if anyone's got his job going. <laughs> Um, now to our second season, we're shifting things about a bit, and, and rather than uh, spread ourselves thinly across multiple themes each episode, we're instead going to uh, dollop ourselves square in the middle of a solitary topic. So in this issue, we're going to be casting our eyes across the, the start of the season and, and all that comes with the the big kickoff. James, I'll, I'll come to you first. Were you, were you itching for football's return or, or glad to be away from it? Oh, I was, I was ready, though. In years gone by... I have attended some of the strangest football matches I've ever seen, like during pre-season, whether it's celebrity games or testimonials, <laughs> or I'm normally like really chomping at the bit to to find football. And I went to a pre-season game of my girlfriend's team, Peterborough, uh, at St Albans about a week before the season kicked off. Um, and that was the only football I saw all summer, apart from... On the telly, obviously. Um, what football was on the telly? All those like stupid. I'm the king of Saudi Arabia, and I've put on a tournament for all my Premier League mates. Oh, Sky oh show. those things. They actually yeah. called the tournament that as well. Bit of a, <laughs> bit of a mouthful. Yeah, honestly, the trophy had to be huge. You just get it on. But yeah, no, I um, I, I was ready for football, but I wasn't uh, desperate for it in the time that it wasn't there. You just reminded me that like I think the last time I went to a pre-season friendly was late Norway against New York Cosmos with you. <laughs> Mate, a classic fixture. <laughs> I think, yeah, I went to it because it, it seemed like the sort of thing I might have drawn out in a Sabutio tournament by mistake. Yeah, so it, New, York Cosmos aren't even, New York Cosmos aren't a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought? Drag, all the, drag themselves all the way over to Leighton and then they don't even see it through. Who would have thought that playing a pre-season friendly in East London wouldn't like bring you the fame and fortune and um, awareness needed to maintain your product in New York? Uh, a weird thing. One of the cool things about being a music journalist is, or a journalist really, is quite often you can sort of treat it like a travel, travel agent. So you can say to someone, uh, hey, I don't suppose anyone needs anything doing in Glasgow if you need to be in Glasgow. <laughs> And there have been years gone by that because the um, League of Ireland runs over the summer, where I have offered to review the worst rock bands in the world <laughs> because they've been playing in uh, Dublin and I've thought, oh, I can probably go see Shamrock Rovers or whatever. This season wasn't like that at all. Uh, so I always think of the summer as like it's one of those where people, when people ask you, what sport are you into? You say, well, football, and then you sort of list, you know, well, you cricket and tennis and all that kind of stuff. So, and what you mean by that is football, but when that's not on, I'll go and watch cricket and tennis <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. I always wonder if it's like, it must be a bit frustrating if you're actually a proper cricket fan and then the season finishes and everyone all, all of a sudden really loves cricket, which I am to, to an extent. And so Yorkshire, you're following Yorkshire away in, in, in your sort of like end of April, May, and, uh, and, and no one's interested in, in what goes on there. Yeah. But um, all of a sudden you get to sort of like, you know, the second week in, June, in, in, in May, 
and uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of attention around it. There must be like loads of people who watch cricket, who consider themselves people who watch cricket regularly, but I've no idea how any season's ever finished because by the time it comes out, they're all back on the football again. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It, I, am I failing as a Yorkshireman, the fact that I don't really like cricket? Oh, listen, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, this, is, this has been said, but I also, my mates that I grew up with, aren't really cricket guys either so I don't know whether it was just this sort of anomaly in Armthorpe in the 90s that none of us were exposed to cricket but I mean none of us are bothered we just think it's sport for idiots oh, wait, what? <laughs> no no I do I, I'm, I'm not bothered about cricket at all oh this is controversial mate I mean I mean, it was bad enough when you walked in here and slung your flat cap on the floor well, you know, <laughs> getting Jack's whip it down the stairs <laughs> no no I'd, I'd like I mean I'd like I'd like to what's a, what's a sticky wicket it depends in, the, in what context I think yeah it's worth investing if not only for the fact that it's a good filler between the months off that we have in the football season because what else do you do you know is it like, do you round, like tennis? Is it like rounders? How can I can't keep? No. I'm not going to keep going like that. No, it's just trying to wind you up. It's just, it's, it, no, it's, it's not, getting. You know, it's not like rounders. It is, isn't it? It's, it's like, like slow rounders. Slow rounders, or like posh baseball. <sighs> just um, should we just yeah, we should do it. Um, <laughs> I I didn't miss football in the slightest. If I I really really was happy to just have three months off it. It was just nice to just not not have to care. And so, how did you feel when it finally came around? Was it, did it make it better that you you'd, you'd not? No, it's, you'd not... It's, I mean, I, I liked it coming back. Don't get me wrong. I think the thing for me is that I like football, but I hate all the crap that's around it. And in the summer, when there's no football, it's the just crap, it's yeah. just the crap. <laughs> Rumors, the the transfer nonsense, the getting giddy over contract clauses and, and stuff like that and I just think that's that's so annoying Did so you, like I was just happy to I mean, plus like three months without having to watch like a full back take 40 seconds over a throw in that was just heaven <laughs> Did you plug in to any of the Marquis contract stuff? No I I genuinely I genuinely just like put it out to the window you feel like I just like I'm, I, I think what I realise is like you know how because um, I'm not like off football, the moment it comes back, I'm like, right, I'm on it. I'm going to lots of football, but like, I think it. I'm the equivalent of like, um, no alcoholics who do dry January to prove that to try and prove that they're not alcoholic, but then they're straight back on it on like February the first. I mean, this. I'm, I think I'm like that with football, so I'll just go right. Someone, I'm not bothered, but then like first game of the season, I'm like a five year old school kid. Yeah, who's been told. Well, what's the what's the moment you get excited again? Because um, it does change through your life, like. I do remember kit reveals being something I was excited about at one point in my life. No, yeah, and I, and I, I like, well, yeah, I do like that, but we've had so many terrible kits that I've come off that as well. I yeah. just, I've just learned that I'm going to, I'm going to be either A, angered or B, disappointed. So I'll just not bother. Like I used to get, I'll, I'll plug in when the fixtures come out just so I can plan the fanzine dates and sort the rest of my life out. And yeah. then I'll go back away again until, until the first game of the season, pretty much. I reckon the BBC's like theme tune music is 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 are always times that get me. So like sports report and like going you know just the going back to cricket momentarily, posh baseball. 
the TMS music before the ashes. I can remember literally plugging into that and then hearing and like literally jumping around in my office. It's the same when football comes back around. You get the BBC, you know, the the the, the classic theme tune music on the radio and the wireless and on the telly. And that makes me feel proper giddy. I honestly think if I was going to give you a list of like my 30 favourite sports, cricket wouldn't be in the 30. <laughs> you must be off your bloody... Like, be, but we all know beach football would be top. Oh, I love beach football. <laughs> I, I love a bit of beach football. Is this when you tell me that wrestling's a sport and stuff like that? No, I'm not that silly. I mean, wrestling's amazing, but it's definitely not a sport. Um, I like snooker more than I like cricket. Well, that sums it up then. I love snooker. <laughs> Do they play a lot of snooker in the summer? I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Uh, no, is, Mas- it, is it a filler? Masters is January, isn't it? Well, Snooker doesn't have seasons, does it? Because people who play it never go outside. So <laughs> it doesn't need to be a seasonal sport. Yeah. Men's open Truly global, year, though. Yeah. Truly global sport. What, Britain and China? <laughs> pretty big, though, isn't it? <laughs> one side is global and the yeah. other. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of the, the point at which I'm, I get excited football. I think like, I get I might get sight of a football pitch and it's just nice green... Like perfectly green, perfectly white lines. Yeah, like it's, it's hard to talk about the opening game of the season without coming across like all run manager. So I mean, like yeah. white lines, green pitch, tall <laughs> goal nets, shorts, short sleeves, isn't it? Um, but like I do think you see that side of full pitch, and I because I, my first instinct I'd love to play football on that, and then I think oh, it'd be nice to go and watch football. So I'll see like a picture on Twitter of someone watching an Albion Rovers game having yeah. a pint in a pair of shorts yeah. on the terrace. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm ready for that again now. Yeah. I went for my first game the other day at all this season, and it was just the burgers, like, that was like. Like the smell. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, it's all the sensory stuff. So it is yeah, like yeah, getting yeah. a bit of the smell of the grass and seeing, seeing the, yeah, the coat of the pitch yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Those are the things that you really, and then you get sort of like the chance and all that kind of stuff, and then you think, yes. I, wore, I, I follow a girl on, on Instagram called Fionn. She is. Uh, a Norwich fan and yeah. I feel like she had no summer break and there was a few times I think she must have gone and done like Norwich pre-season and there's a few times where she was like I don't, I don't drink but there was a few times where she was you know tweeting a picture of her in a pint and if I imagined it was Iron Brew I'd be like I'd quite like to be there you know? <laughs> like, looked like she was having a having yeah. a nice time I think this season though almost like the new season started and I was a bit irritated that I wasn't ready for it yeah. Not really because I wanted any longer without football, but a bit like, oh, blimey, that's just crept yeah. up. I could have had a couple more weeks. I think for me, it's like it's the it's the fanzine, which means that I have to suddenly like yeah. swat up on three months and pretend I've been paying attention. To... <laughs> it's also getting old as well. It is different when you're old. Yeah. It is different when it's like. I mean, yeah, now I have to go to work. I can't just go and kick a ball out in a field all day or for six weeks. Well, I, I can in six days. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I mean, I, I follow people on Twitter who are just so obsessed by every finite detail of football yeah. at every level. And, you know, they've been doing their fantasy football for ages and they'll talk about like players in the Dutch leagues and stuff like that. The one purpose that serves for me is for me to be able to use them as a marker against which to put myself as a normal human being when trying to tell my girlfriend that I'm not that into football. Yeah. But that's the only use. I can't. I can't get over having that much fascination with something that isn't yeah I was just saying maybe that's that's a, another brother of how much I wasn't that bothered my mate came to me about two weeks before this fancy thing and he's like 
you know, here's my score, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, sound me. You know, I was trying to bat him off a bit, you know. And then he goes, but really, are you sure about Leighton Baines in left back? And I was like, yeah, I probably, I don't know, maybe switch it out, I don't know. It's probably not a great idea. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but honestly, do you think I've got the spine? And I was like, I don't give a this this is the first year in about ten years I just I've been honest with myself and just thought I can't be bothered to do this I can't be, yeah I can't be bothered to check in in a month realise that all my first choice defenders are injured and I forgot to change I uh, I did one to keep him off my back yeah. And I've not touched it since. So he texts me like straight away, second week, who are your subs? And I was like, oh, I've, I've not stopped doing it, mate. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not bothered anymore. I've, I also think I've kind of realised that, and this sort of is a nod to anyone that's been with us uh, since Sean Thornton Gate, <laughs> is I've actually kind of realised, I've done a lot of reflection after uh, after that episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've done a lot of answering people on Twitter as well. But... I've sort of realised that uh, I actually just don't really know who's good at football. (laughs) And that I am really easily swayed by a haircut or (laughs) someone who's a bit funny when they score a goal. Yeah. That sort of... The things that Spanish football's massively lacking in. Do you know what I mean? Like, when it's actually just broken down to, like, names on a bit of paper... In black and white, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, Ronaldo is better than Leighton Bates, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, 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 Do you know yeah. what I mean? But I like Leighton Bates more because he's sort of <laughs> into Oasis and that. Yeah. You sound like my missus after I, I, I said to her once, I said, Who's your favourite Tony player? Well, I like the one with a ponytail and the one who does a funny dance. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah how, exactly. And then you get from that. I know? am a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I realise that I, I just don't know who most footballers are anymore, like at any level. I mean, switching off from the summer for the summer doesn't help that. But like, I have no concept of who players for any of like Donkers' opposition are. Yeah. Well, I used to claim that when, when I was like out with football chats with the mates and stuff like yeah. that, and the Premier League, it's always Premier League, yeah. isn't it? So I used to always claim, oh, I, I don't know much about Premier League, but I know a lot about, ask me what you want about League One, you know, yeah. League Two. And that's that's, and, a, safe, that's but, a safe bet when you're but really, Exactly, yeah, because no one's going to ask you, yeah. you know? But, um, but really, I was just like, actually, I can name just about Donny Roth as a starting 11 and, and that's it. Well, not even things like, because I switch off like, for the summer, when it comes to like the season starting, I realise that like, I watch the early months of football, be it match today or rose or whatever, in the same way that my nan used to watch films. So they're going, he's familiar. What have I, where have I seen him before? Who, was, yeah. who did he used to be? Yeah. Didn't he, wasn't he in the other, but then he's now, I, yeah. Banzer <laughs> Rowan. By the way, on the way here today, uh, I'll be dead honest, on the way here, I was just listening to the uh, Free Presses Rovers podcast. How dare you bring their name into this, well, into this well, room? Which is interesting for two reasons. You know well, we don't speak about yeah. that. It, I'll put some money in the jar. It, it's uh, interesting for two reasons. One of them is that it, it was actually very interesting. But it opens... That's another 50p. But it opens with them saying, your favourite Doncaster Rovers podcast, which... Oh, that's presumptuous. I... Well, A, write in to Glenn Wilson and Popular Stan and let us know if it is actually your favourite Doncaster a Rovers podcast. Yeah. But also... We're the only other one, right? <laughs> That's just a definite dig. Yeah. So what a diss! But I went, the other reason that the other reason I brought it up was because theirs was like really authoritative and knew everything about Rovers' new signings, where they'd come from. Yeah. And I just realised that 
this podcast is basically three men of an age saying we don't really know any players outside the starting eleven. Yeah, but only only one Doncaster podcast out there has got the balls to tell you that and isn't isn't studying Wikipedia. And probably. they've got that really good theme tune. That nah, 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 how do you know I stuck a theme nah, tune on the start of this? Oh, okay. Apart no, from no, the stand no. corrected. Right, I've got a few hours to write. We need to get on with this because I've got to write a theme tune. <laughs> in a bit. Um, we'll bring it back to Rovers then, and we'll we'll should we should we talk about the season? So far, well, fulfilling our our astute know-all observations of where Rovers are at this season, you're the only one who's seen <laughs> yeah. our team play. I, I kind of left it hang because I thought if either of you want to bullshit and just say that you've seen something and go with it, I'll, I'll go with it. But if you're going to put that out and say you haven't seen it, no. Let's see. This is the thing. If I'll point out we're recording this prior to Rovers going against Wimbledon when all three of us are hoping to be there. If Doncaster Rovers Live by the Doncaster Free Press insist on claiming that they're your favourite Rovers podcast, then I just want everyone to know that we're the most honest Doncaster Rovers <laughs> podcast. We're not going to pretend. Are you saying that the Free Press podcast is just, they're just lies? Is that what you're saying? It's fake We're, news. It's fake news. It's fake news. Fake news. It's fake news. Sad. It's worse. Sad. Yeah. Fake news. What a thing. <laughs> Make Doncaster Rovers podcast great again. <laughs> I'm going to go down to, where's this, the office? Is it Silk Street? Is it Silk I've Street? That, uh, I ain't even been to Doncaster since January. All left. Fake I've heard news. That, um, I've heard that Peter Cat prepares for it using his own email server and not the free press. <laughs> <laughs> Lock him up. I'm going to go down to their office, which I believe is on Silk Street, Duke Street, maybe, and I'm going to build a wall around their office so they can't get out. I think, this, I think this is why people like them better than us, because they know where things are in Doncaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been a is the ABC still there? No. Oh, that was a joke. I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't there. I went to see Ghost there when I was twelve. Or did you? <laughs> right. Let's move on. So. Uh, Rovers so far. I've I have seen Rovers, but I've seen Rovers. I've seen uh, I saw the opening game against Gillingham. I saw the game at Blackburn as well. Um, and me and Jack watched the goals from the game against Tor oh, yeah, on a broken yeah. phone about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> so I'm I'm clued up. I'm clued up. Hooking footage where you couldn't see the players' heads. Uh, so we're we're on it. But I mean, I, I and I and I said this in the I think I said this in the fanzine is that what I expected from Rose this season is we've got enough about us going forward, but there's a worry that we tend to switch off defensively, not necessarily in the back four, but just defensively at times, which is pointed towards probably mid-table, but in a quite entertaining fashion. Typically, the first game was nil-nil off the back of that. Uh, not for that way. But Rovers were impressive in that. And, then, and you know, the Zingham keeper made two cracking saves in that game. Rose had one turned away from the line. Did, did a lot of things right, which was positive. Blackburn away, great, great day out, great performance. Blackburn were like slapstick in defence, which helped. You know, if you look at the three goals, there's you could, you know, Alan Hans would be circling to his heart's content across like stills of their defence. But Rovers took the chances and did it well. Um, so it's for me, it's like it's it's positive. I mean, I know there's there's some criticism for conceding straight after scoring against Blackpool, but the two of their three goals were absolute screamers. Yeah. And it's and it's a it's a hindrance that we that we knew was there. And the the worry for Elvis is when they stop scoring, I think, this season. Well, from my <laughs> my observations, my early observations, aka Glenn's phone, 
um, I did. I did. I mean, we seem to be creating a lot of opportunities, and not. I mean, like you feel like, and it was a bit similar to last season. You know, we just didn't have that prowess in front of goal. Where where you do around mid season get caught out with, with stuff like that, where you don't take because the, the opportunities start to come a bit few and far between. Now, from the whole match, from what I've seen, from what I've read, it we we could have scored five six, um, but we ended up scoring two, and it's a comfortable win. But at the same time, I think that your opportunities dry up at points. And, uh, you know, my, my own, I love Alfie May, but he's not the greatest finisher in the world. I mean, we, we, we were talking about this before, um, while we were waiting for you to turn up, James, but before before the podcast. Um, and just talking about Alfie May, he's got four and four now. Um, I think he's a player that everyone wants to see do well for mm. us because of the back, so because of coming from the league. He's, he's, taking, he's, he's taking the chances that he were perhaps not taking last season. I think I still. I think maybe that's the positive rather than the yeah. worry that there's still room for a bit of improvement. Yeah, because he's still, you know, set five, five or six chances to put one of them away. Yeah. So I didn't even know we played last night till about ten minutes ago. Sorry, not last night against Hull in the League Cup. That, yeah, which but, may or may not have been last night. Was that last night? We don't know. No. <laughs> Earlier this week when we beat Hull. Oh, it's all gone a bit quantum leap, isn't it? Uh, Dave, I don't know. Am I'm I, trying to I'm attempt a... some semblance of continuity over an edit here. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm you know fired. Chat, you know that chat we had before I pressed the red button where I said, don't refer to last night? Um, but I'm trying to... Uh, I'm, I'm trying. Twitter's doing my editing, and I'm trying to uh, have a bit of a break from Twitter. And I've realised that if you're not on Twitter, you are way happier, but it is impossible to know what's going on in the world. It, it genuinely like made me feel a bit panicked that that happened and I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, so we were recording this before the draw. I don't, I don't know what we're doing. That's, that's not, I can't, I can't, we are actually recording this before the draw. And yeah. this will go out after the draw. So the draw is taking place, but you didn't know that the draw was taking place at 4.15am in China. Well, once you, once you kind of hinted at that and then said, well, you'll save the details for when we start recording... I wasn't surprised. It's like football finds new and innovative ways to anger me all the time. Of course it is. Of, co- of, co- of course it's, of course it's four <laughs> o'clock in the morning like, in China. I've, I couldn't tell you when I've ever last watched the League Cup draw. Because it's, it's on Sky, isn't it? It's always on Sky. So I've, never, I've not seen it probably in 15, 16 years. So it's not the fact that I can't watch it live that bothers me. Why, do, explain, to me <laughs> explain to me why it's four o'clock in the morning in China. Because the league want to reach the Chinese and South Asian growth markets, which they think is yeah most they can do most effectively by drawing Bury and Chesterfield out of the hat. <laughs> in Beijing. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, it makes me. It just makes me because everyone knows like the big appeal of the League Cup is the bit where they draw the names out of the hat and not the football that takes place. <laughs> oh, let's move on before I get angry. Uh, so in terms of what lies ahead for Rovers in League One this season? It's a great start, but like United, Man United beat West Ham 4-0 on the opening day of their season and literally all of a sudden all those Man United fans that you forgot that you had on your Facebook page are like, this is our year, this is our year. So my, my, yeah, <laughs> all your scouts Man United fans, you know. <laughs> but... Listen, it's undeniably a great start, but but I think I'll save myself from saying, yeah, this is this is playoffs. I think realistically, like I said at the end of last season, if we can sort of get to that seventh, eighth position and sort of make an attempt at the playoffs and being amongst it, then I'd be really happy with that. I'm looking forward to going to Rochdale 
I've never been said to Rochdale. No, ever. no, well, no, I'm a big fan of that part of the country. Okay. I've never been to Rochdale. I'm looking forward to that. Is that weird? I'm hoping that I get a job, but not until I've been to Rochdale. If it is midweek, that would work out quite well <laughs> for me. I would really like us not to have a wobble this season because I'm sick of people talking about like Rovers mental state like about the sort of the mental aspects of their game uh, that might be another dig at <laughs> Life but uh, they did say to this, this statistic when I was prepping for this podcast by listening to their podcast that there's nine <laughs> players uh, in the squad who were part of the team that got relegated season four last which yeah. was yeah. a high number I thought yeah. and about you know, like they've got something to prove. There might be something. There might be something in that. But I cannot stand this idea of, like, on top of all the football cliches, I can't stand the sort of cod psychology that comes with football punditry about um, he's lost his head or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me crazy, and I just need Rovers not to decide in January. Let's not win a game until May and get relegated, <laughs> or not to throw. Uh, the title away like last season I think. I mean I don't think there's any danger of us throwing the title away I do think though and in a sort of rare bit of considered analysis of what I do think Rovers chances are this season is I do think that we are built for this league in that I think the players that uh, were signed uh, in close season last season are the play, are, are league one players yeah. and maybe even above so you know if Bowdry can get back I do think you know Road cops, Marcus, like they, uh, you know, that's your spine of the team. They're they're players who, who can do really well in this league. So you know, have, a bit of have they got the mentality for it though, James? Well, this is it. Do you know what I mean? This is it. I have got a, a niggly feeling that we are sort of like set up for a wobble. Like and and don't ask me why, because um, you know, God forbid that we use any evidence-backed sort of like theories on this podcast. But um, so for episode eleven, basically, I'm just going to edit bits of the three best <laughs> podcasts and stitch it together yeah. like it's all. Just do the manuscripts, and we'll just read it out again. <laughs> it's basically going to be their podcast with jokes. Did I tell you about the Gillingham fan on opening day? You bought a. Uh, I was stood there after the game. I had about twenty fanzines left to sell, and I was stood there yelling fanzine. As I do, as a sales technique, I found it works. Uh, and Gillingham fan came to my room and I went, Fancy, do you want a fancy? And he went, Yeah, 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 gave me a pound, gave me a pound. He took it, he walked about four paces down and went, Oh, I thought this was a programme, and threw it in a hedge. But the best thing was his throw was so rubbish that I could turn around, get it out of the hedge. What's going to say? That's the best thing. That's the best that's the mentality of League One fans, right? Mentality again, right? But there's the mindset of League One fans again, if you like. Also, maximum Yorkshiremen to go pick it up and resell. <laughs> I just like I just like the fact that we managed to sell more fanzines than we printed. I don't think we're going to achieve that again. I, I dislike having to sell fanzines after the game because it stops me against the pub for one. Yeah. You just have to leg it out at full time, and it does put you in where I choose to sell. It does put me in the firing line for the way fans abuse. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but the other good one was where I can't remember it was. But some bloke walked past giving me all over abuse. But then about two minutes, about 30 seconds to a minute later, he came back to ask me the way to the train station. <laughs> no. Yeah. So obviously, I sent him towards the lake. <laughs> no idea how long he was walking around there for. But it's just the, the goal of him was so fancy. Wow. Um, that was my main takeaway from the Gillingham game. <laughs> An extra pound. Uh, five of our last six seasons have ended in either promotion or relegation. 
which is a remarkable stat. Because um, I, 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 before thinking that, I thought we could probably do like a season of consolidation, a season of like mid-table, sorting ourselves out. But then I remembered the games I watched in our last season of consolidation and mid-table. I remembered how mind-numbingly tedious that was. I don't want that. Yeah. So I'm hoping for like a hell of a scale cup run, two of them ideally, not three, I'm not bothered about the checker trades, just two of them. And a league and like a bit, of a bit of a wobble in the league because of our cup runs. And we regain form, charge unbeaten to the playoffs, then it ends in some sort of heartache in the playoff semi finals or final. That's what I'm hoping out of this season. I'm hoping for growth in the Rovers fan base in uh, Beijing <laughs> uh, and beyond. I'm hoping that we bring in what's their league called? I, I don't know if we should we shouldn't target like Asia because that's where everyone else is targeting. Do you I know mean, what I mean? I'm, we should find the niche. I mean, I'll be honest. I actually think there's probably more benefit in targeting like Baltry or, some, <laughs> or somewhere. True. You know, this. I mean, if there's an overseas market, we could probably we could push for an overseas market that no one else is going for. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of red seats in there. Traditionally, I'm with you. Like maybe we should do more like in intake, but I think we can. We could pin down an overseas market now. I mean, no, I've never heard any clubs saying like targeting like Fiji. You have to go in and sort of like or sell the Samoan markets. You have to yeah, sell like generally. something that's lucky or or like like red and white or Viking yeah. or something like. Hey, it's Scandinavia, isn't it? No, but there's but, like huge amounts of like Liverpool fans in Scandinavia, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was one, I can't remember the brand that went over there and sort of like Kit Kats. Kit Kats are doing really well because it means like something like good fortune. And so everybody gifts them to people before they sort of like take an exam or something. What, in Norway? In China. China. Uh, is that what it is? So if we could sort of like find a little nugget, like, I don't know, maybe Butterscotch has got something like... Oh, now we can <laughs> find some Butterscotch. Well, no, well, now you said that hey. the Scandinavian market's saturated. I've started uh, I've started thinking maybe... You know it's more popular than the Butterscotch? No, no, dinosaurs will never work. Dinosaurs. <laughs> but I think that market died out a long time ago, yeah. mate, to be fair. There's a new Jurassic World next year. We can it's sync up like somehow. <laughs> I feel like the Toronto Raptors have got that before as though, surely. Uh, They're doing alright this season as well, aren't they? They're my faves because of the badge. I can't Above cricket? Yeah, <laughs> basketball is twice as sport as cricket. I like the, the best thing that was the, like, the typical me responsive. They're doing right. This is like, yeah. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. I haven't looked at a basketball table since Johnny Stockton was playing. So, yeah, they're having a belter. I'm determined to work out what market this is. Donny Market. No, 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 I mean like not, outside, not an actual market. Outside the it. castle, the uh, black bull. Outside the black bull. I mean, no, the black bull. Oh, outside the black, the black bull? bull. You mean like specifically target Doncaster yeah. like yeah, market yeah, it was as our market for Doncaster? That was Alec Jeffries' purpose. Yeah, yeah. When is it the year of the dog? Oh, uh, that, that's our inroad. Twenty twenty. Dogs year are of more the dog. popular than Vikings, aren't they? And twenty twenty is like two loops, hoops. See. There we go, 2020. We've got a big Carabao so Cup. You're targeting a year rather than a country, is what you're saying. I'm, I'm saying so you're that this is when we. China. I think that with that 2020, the dog is when we kick it all off. Everyone always looks to South Asia. Maybe we should target North Asia while everyone's looking south. Well, I'm missing a trick, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, I'm the not, Mongolian market is there for the taking. This might sound a little bit racist. Nothing has ever come good of someone who's preceded a sentence with that. <laughs> but there are parts of the world that eat dogs, so let's bear that in mind. Yeah. And actually, speaking of um, cricket and Yorkshiremen, um, we were been a bit hot water this this week because of uh, inappropriate things being said by Sir Geoffrey. 
Oh, oh my, that, you, that could be any week. I don't even know what you're talking about, but it's, yeah, that, any week you like. The guy off, the guy off Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Not the guy off Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeffrey, you, you've heard of Jeffrey Booker. I've heard of him, yeah. If you, would you Isn't he a bit, um... I can't say. Benefit, yeah. Like, yeah. Just mind what I think was playing a trombone. Oh, was he, were, you, were, you, were we having a box then? Was it a box or a trombone? He, wasn't it? he a bit... What is that mind? Well, I'm just thinking that, like... That's not a libel, Knitting. if I don't say it. <laughs> oh, I know where you're going. Um, yeah, I think he has done that. Yeah, I think he's a bit of a rotter. Those of you listening at home, we will never say that out loud. <laughs> because we can't afford the libel costs, as James is allowed to point out. Um, I like the Free Press's podcast. It is my favourite Doncaster Rovers podcast. It's, <laughs> import- it's important it's my, that I say that. We are going to rinse you of all your money in the jar before you leave. yeah. Have they paid That's six you? days before you? No, go. I do. I, mean, they paid I need a job. I need this. a job. I need a job. I've already said I need Look, a job. Just because we don't pay doesn't mean you can That's come it, in here and would, book the other podcast we'll, that you're trying to we'll get. We'll get on home with. to a Donny Free Press announcement that you've gone there as a reporter. I would love to work for the Free Press. I could move back to Doncaster, hang out with my mum and my brother. Um, I did work experience there years ago. Did, when I did work experience at the Free Press, they took me, first day, I had to show a reporter who took me to a, like an inquest at like the courts. Yeah. It was easily the coolest thing that's happened in my entire <laughs> career as a journalist. I peaked on work experience. <laughs> um, I like Liam and Paul off, the, off the, the, the other, as it should be known, the other Indeed. podcast. You know, they're class. They're, they're nice class. people. Yeah, lovely they're people. Stuff. Lovely people. Second best podcast podcast about on this level, Well, I mean, you know, it's just I, there's just a bit, just a bit of bounce, a bit of bounce. I think we need to go. It needs to go to a public vote, and we'll tweet it and, yeah, and not, and not tell them about it. it. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably the start of the season covered in it. There, somewhere in that, get in touch um, to tell us which is your favourite Doncaster Rovers podcast out of the many slash two on offer. Um, but if it's the other one, don't bother telling us because I'll, I'll get quite sad while I'm in my seventh hour trying to edit this thing together. And if um, anyone has got any jobs. Yeah, if you can offer James a job, also get in touch. And also let us know which market, as in national market. Anyone who's been to Mongolia. Just, yeah, just let us know what the, get in touch. Yeah, let us know what the, 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 the lay of the land in Mongolia is like. <laughs> but also if you think what international market you think Rovers should, should try, and, try and target uh, while everyone else is targeting the Asian market. Uh, that'd be good. You can get in touch with us at Viva Rovers on Twitter or by commenting on the the blog post or Facebook post that we do. We share this link out on or, or SoundCloud as well if you like. Occasionally I look at that. One day it might be the day you post. Who knows? So thanks to uh, Jack and James for joining me. Thanks to you for for listening through this rambling nonsense for however long it's been going on for. Um, we'll be back with episode eleven of the podcast at the end of September. Uh, until then, I'll see you. I could watch I could watch Premiership football every week, but my heart's in Doncaster, so I'm still here, and I'll be still here next season.